You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the producer for The War with Grandpa, Trey Perk. Can I help you, sir? You can help me find Maria. Oh, Maria's gone. We're completely self-checkout now. Please scan your item. Please scan your item. I just did. Please scan your item. Yeah, right. Sir! This can't keep happening. You're not putting me in a home. What if it were our home? Jenny! Hi, Grandpa. Hello, sweetheart. How's your daughter's place, Ed? She gave me my grandson's room. He's not too happy about it. How do you like your room? Kid, look, I didn't want it to be this way either. I just want my room back. Get away from me! Oh, come on. I want to put up with this, Pete. I demand my room back or else it's war. Declaration of war. Give me back what is mine or face the consequences. Okay. Okay. You got your wish. What the? That's going foam sealant. I'm gonna get this kid. So let me get this straight. You want me to help you and your buddies to help beat up your grandson and his buddies because the two of you can't figure out some way to live in the same house? Well, when you put it like that. I'm in. This kind of aggression shall not stand, Sempa. I didn't know you were a Marine. I wasn't. Just saying. Let's do this. Do you guys even remember how to play dodgeball? Sure you don't need your diaper changed? Sure you don't? Why are we doing it this way? When you have peace talks, you need someone neutral to mediate. You gave me a cookie. It is true, a cookie was given. I think your grandpa might be a ninja. We gotta end this somehow. Santa's dead! Did you see that? Trey, thank you so much for uh, for talking with me today. Great to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, you might be the youngest producer in Hollywood. Uh, How's that feel? Man, I'm excited. You know, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so maybe you could just start, for, start from the beginning. How did you get started with The War with Grandpa? How did you, you, you pitched the film to your parents, is that right? Yep, so uh, I read it for a school assignment. I loved it. Uh, I, was, I was eight years old back in third grade. Um, uh, the rule for my parents was is that I had to read the book before I read the before I watched the movie. So, you know, once I finished reading the book, I was scouring the internet and it broke my heart that I could not find the movie to the book because I thought that every movie, every book had a movie. <laughs> so uh, upon learning this, um, I remembered that my parents were in the movie business by chance. So uh, I went up to my mom and I asked her if this could become a movie, like if like, I want to see this movie, you know? So she took me seriously and she went ahead, read the book, and she really enjoyed it. So uh, me and her, she taught, uh, we came together, she taught me how to do a pitch. And uh, once that was finished, uh, my dad agreed. And fast forward, you know, uh, through pre-production, they involved me through the process, uh, casting, writing the script. Uh, I offered any jokes that I had, and I don't think any of them made it in though, (laughs) sadly. Um, But yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. And so what about the book made you think it would be a, a great movie? Whew. 
Well, I related to it on a personal level, you know? So you're a prankster. Is that why? <laughs> not, not that aspect. You know, I don't really think I'm able to stand up to my abuela like that, but, uh, Yes, I did just name drop my umbrella. So basically, <laughs> uh, what happened was, is that she, whenever she'd come over, she'd always stay in my room. And I never liked that. And, you know, I'd, I'd always throw fits, always throw attitudes. And, you know, uh, yeah, that's basically, you know, the way I related it, related to it. And I feel like, you know, every other kid is going to be able to relate to that as well. Having the relatives, having people use your room when you don't want it, you know. And so, so just to be clear, I just want to get this straight. There were no, you never pranked your, your abuela. You never, there was no uh, deconstructing beds or anything like that. Never that. Nope. Okay. I just. Nothing that you want to admit to at least. No, even that. I just <laughs> couldn't, you know, it's just, I, I just couldn't do that. That's the other aspect of the story that I really enjoy too. Is just that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm honestly, surprised that Peter was able to do all of those pranks because that takes a lot of heart and a lot of anger to do that to your to uh an old person you know like yeah they're fragile you don't want to you know you don't want to hurt them yet <laughs> here's uh Ed being tossed around like a rag doll so you know it's just <laughs> right right that's just something <laughs> no that's great yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Well, take me through the first time, you, you know, you said you were involved through the, through the whole process. So was this the first film script you ever read? Yes. Yes. So what was that? What was that like? Seeing seeing kind of the book that you had pitched come to life as a as a script first. Well, you know, my first thoughts were it was like, wow, this is really happening. You know, like I didn't really think. Well, also, I did I did think that I'd see the movie the next day, but yeah, I didn't really know anything about uh, the process to actually making a movie. Uh, you know, so uh, I I really enjoyed the script. Um, you know, I try to give any insight that I could. Uh, I try to pick up on little things that they'd be talk that they'd talk about in calls, uh, in phone calls. I'd listen in on those a couple of times. That's cool. And you said you were involved in casting as well. Tell me about that. What was it like kind of seeing some of these actors and then landing on the right ones? Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, uh, my, uh, my parents would show me the auditions. They'd ask me who I liked, who I didn't like. Uh, they'd also ask me, you know, did you like 
uh, was there anybody specifically who was like, you know, like who you gravitated to on like on a personal level? Uh, you know, just little things that like that, that, you know, kind of helped them uh, and the director and the caster and kind of just come together and, you know, cast the perfect cast. Yeah, you know? that's great. And what was it like being on set? Were, were you, how often were you on set? Every day. I oh, only missed day. one day awesome. to a very unfortunate stomach virus. Wow. But uh, yeah, but otherwise, you know, every day I was able to make it on set bright and early, way earlier than I expected. <laughs> And so what, what, what was the experience like being on set? Well, uh, it was really fun, you know. Uh, from the get-go, I was greeted with a letter from Mr. De Niro. Uh, he basically said, congratulations on your first movie. He said, good luck. And um, he called me, uh, and I quote, the youngest producer that he's ever worked with. So, you know, that one kind of hit personally. I really, that was a really kind message from him. Yeah. You know, it, it started things off with a, you know, like it made me excited. What were your expectations as you go, as you went through? I mean, I'm assuming this was your first time being on set, even though your parents are in the business. What did you expect versus, you know, kind of what you experienced? Well, like I said earlier, I expected to see the movie the next day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, other than that, once, you know, I really got into the process, find out, found out uh, before how long it would take to even start filming, you know, uh, in terms of my expectations for that, you know, I had no clue it would be taking this long, you know, like I, uh, I'm 15, right. you know, I, we started this when I was eight. So, yeah, I mean, it was a whole seven years, a lot of bumps in the road, but, you know, we're finally almost here at October 9th. So, yeah, awesome. it's, it's almost here. Yeah, and have you seen the, the final film? Yes, I've seen it countless times. <laughs> I bet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, you know. It, it, that, that was what met my expectations, you know. Even as, you know, an eight-year-old with huge expectations for every little thing that comes into his life, you know. Uh, even the movie would have met his expectations, you know. And I'm honestly so excited that uh, that everybody will be able to see, you know, what I wanted to see. And, you know, that uh, is something that I really enjoy. That's cool, man. What do you hope uh, other kids, you know, the, the, the eight-year-old self, uh, when you were pitching this film, uh, what do you hope they take away from this film? You know, because it is more than just, you know, a, a prank war. There's more to it. So what do you hope kids take away from the movie? Well, I hope that they know that it's disrespectful to ever prank um, somebody that's older than you. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, uh, I really hope that they they learn that it doesn't matter the, the disagreements that you have with your family, that's your family, you know? You'll always get through it no matter what, because, you know, as long as, you know, they're, you, they, they raised you, or you were raised with them, you know, there's just a lot of, it's, it's deeper than a room, it's deeper than a, uh, it's deeper than a prank war, you know, it's, it's, it's deeper than all that. And, you know, the bonds is, I really hope is something that they take from that. Well, uh, what's next for you? Are you, are you going to keep working as a, as a film producer? What do you got going on? Well, you know, um, there's a couple things on the low going on right now. Uh, 
we're currently talking to Mr. De Niro again for possibly another project. Well, that's awesome. Um, but other than that, you know, we're uh, chugging along. I'm um, taking a filmmaking class in terms of like my own personal uh, career path. You know, I want to get into, you know, learning more about the cinematography, like, you know, being behind the actual camera. Yeah. Uh, you know, not just, you know, like actually, you know, from the ground up, you know, once you're at the up. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Just, so, uh, yeah, you know, so this, this is something that I'm really interested in as a career path. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Trey, I'm excited to see what you do next. Uh, congratulations on this movie. I know it's been a long journey for you. So uh, I'm excited to, excited to see where you go. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the producer for The War with Grandpa, Trey Pert, here on the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.